Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, this is Laura Fox. Welcome to Visionary Culture Radio, where science and art on the leading edge meet ecology and personal transformation for planetary activation. That's right, you heard it. This is your wake-up call. Join us on the web at visionaryculture.com and visionaryculturalradio.com. Get ready. It's go time, planet Earth. Well, hello there. What a beautiful, beautiful day in Ojai, California. I can't believe it. It's like summer over here. Sorry to everybody back east. I'm sure it might be a little chilly because it is here. Hopefully it's a beautiful, cold day in other parts of the world. But we certainly are feeling the summer weather here in Southern California. (laughs) And I just wanted to give everybody a big reminder about Best of Raw. Best of Raw is in its third year. It's very exciting. You can still vote for two more weeks until the awards party, which takes place on February 2nd. Actually, let me correct myself. You can vote until midnight January 31st, and then I have a day or two to get all the voting together so that we can have a really awesome party. Some fun people are coming out to help us announce the awards and to celebrate. We have Harpist Peter Sterling coming to play. We also have my friend Sipes, who I haven't seen for quite a while, so it's going to be a fun reunion to have to play with him uh, that evening. Uh, he'll sing us a few songs and announce some awards. And also we have artist Alex Arndt coming. And Alex is the guy who's written the song called Plastic Soup. You might have heard me speak about that before because we're going to be doing a music video around this song, which has to do with the North Pacific gyre and the plastic waste that's there. And so if you are in the Los Angeles area, please come on out. That's Wednesday, February 2nd at 2 o'clock at um, Revolution Restaurant, which is at Main and Strand in Santa Monica. We're excited today to have some really fun guests on and I am going to be unmuting them in just a moment. Let me speak a little bit about the topic of today's show. We're speaking about the union of the divine masculine and the divine feminine within. This is something which is sort of an esoteric secret of really what you want to call alchemy. And um, the alchemical nature of our being includes both a masculine part and a feminine part, even if you're a man or a woman. Many of us are familiar with this concept, and others of us sort of feel, you know, that that's a new idea. So we'll be talking with Chandra and Jeremiah today, along with Dr. Dream, about exactly what that means. And so the other thing we're going to be doing is really fun. We'll be doing a conscious alignment meditation. I've been working with these folks for a number of weeks now, and they've been helping me to attune and align my energy with my high self. And, of course, many of you are familiar with the idea of a high self as well. Basically, it's that part of us that already remembers that it's one with God, it's one with light, it's one with all that is. And so as we move forward on our path, we're, of course, wanting to take care of ourselves on the physical world and to start taking care of our planet, then we're also 
wanting to take care of our mentally emotional bodies by learning and growing more about who we are, where our reactive buttons are, and how we can aspire higher. And then, of course, we're also wanting to attune with our spiritual body. And this is what these folks are going to share with us today. So welcome to the show, everybody. Hello. Jeremiah and hey, how are you? Hello. Hi, Chandra. How's it going? <laughs> Hi, Laura. Awesome. It's a beautiful summer day here in Costa Rica, too. Wow, that's so nice. So I have never been to Costa Rica before. Have you guys been there for long? Uh, well, we've here. lived here for, for just over a year. Well, it must be nice to be living in a tropical area. Yes, it's beautiful. And Dr. Dream, you're here in Southern California with us, I believe. I'm here in sunny Los Angeles. Sunny Los Angeles. Awesome. Well, let's just spend a moment. Um, first, Dr. Dream, if you would, wouldn't mind, just share with people a little bit about your work, just a brief little hit about what you're doing. I'm going to we'll be wanting to have you back on the show because you have so much to offer and we've had so much fun together that we'll want to do a whole show um, based on what you're doing. And if you could just share a little bit, that would be awesome. Well, I appreciate that, Laura. I've spent uh, the last year uh, traveling really all over the place doing unconditional love activations. And these are multiple modality group energy transference experiences. Um, And it's been so incredibly amazing. We did uh, 91 different sessions last year in close to 70 cities. And... uh, it's just a it's it's an amazing time to to be out and uh you know really stepping into people's lives and and assisting in this process of of what's going on for all of us and that's why it's such a treat for me to be here today with you of course and with Chandra and Jeremiah um I too have had the experience of um I was going to say working with them but really playing with them in this yeah field of higher frequencies and the higher self and divine masculine and divine feminine and uh it has it has shifted so much for me that I'm I'm just honored to be on the show right now. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Chandra, please share a little bit about yourself. Well, uh my name is Chandra Rose of Light and I'm originally uh I grew up on the East Coast but then I relocated down to Costa Rica to be with my beloved and sacred union partner in this work, Jeremiah Lindsay. And we are co-founders of the New Earth Center of Light here in Costa Rica. And our work is focused around activating and awakening the true divine masculine and bringing forward the true divine feminine and then facilitating the sacred union of the divine masculine and the divine feminine and root to deactivating what we are now calling the sphere of one. So this is the focus of our work. And I'll let Jeremiah say more if he cares to. Hello, everyone. This is Jeremiah. Um, I began... Myself in South Carolina, grew up in a uh, small farming community, 
went away to the Naval Academy, and I spent 25 years active service, 25 years as a consultant, before I found myself having a near-death experience, which essentially altered everything that I know. And so that occurred in 2000, and which propelled me into some very esoteric healing form, forms and modalities. And about a year and a half ago, Spirit said, you need to go to Costa Rica. And I don't even speak Spanish. So I now find myself down here in this gorgeous country with my partner uh, creating the opportunity for our planet to go through the ascension process, this time completely into one. Nice. Now, so a couple of things just to clarify for those who are new to this kind of work. Um, you said spirit told you, so um, you're talking about being guided uh, by your inner self, your inner high self. Is that is that what you mean by that? Yes. I, I was about uh, two and a half years ago, I was had completely retired from the whole business world and was living uh, in Houston, and I was seeing it was time to go to somewhere next, and it was my I am self uh, connecting with who I know as the Divine Mother or Sophia that made it clear I was to come down to the tropical uh, part of Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So you're following that guidance. and um, Yes. And so this idea of reuniting the divine masculine and the divine feminine um, and then coming into a sphere of one, um, could you all please elaborate more in layman's terms what that means and what the purpose of that is and also touch on the meaning of ascension as you understand it? Okay. Chandra, why don't you take the lead on talking about the the feminine and separation. Okay. Well, probably the most um, simple terms to put it in is we all have a concept of the fall from grace and the Garden of Eden and what happened there. And that's really a kind of, um, it's a picture of what has happened to humanity when we fell out of the sphere of one and chose a path of exploring in separation energetics. And when we did that, the masculine and the feminine element had been united in beautiful sacred union, but in order to experience something different, the decision was made to take them apart. So the world that we've been living in has been one in which the masculine element has been dominant. We've been living from our heads. We've been dominating everything from the mental element, from the mental, our mental capacities and faculties. We've been forcing things to happen, taking control, taking charge. Um, and the, the whole thing around egotism, being focused in the ego, that's, that's all part of the masculine that got separated from his divine feminine partner. So he's been trying to do it on his own with his head. And the feminine side of it, she also is in a diminished, she's in a different form than her divine form and her wounded form. She took on being the subordinate one, being the one that had to submit, being the one who let go of her own power so that 
this whole thing, this whole game that we would play in separation and the illusion of separation would be possible to play. And so the feminine has been in this element of being subordinated and dominated, which without her power she went into unworthiness and the whole question of her value. So there's been many flavors of that part of the journey. So we've been playing in this kind of box of illusion, this this shadow box, uh, playhouse, (laughs) kind of like a a fun house at the fair, and looking at ourselves through all kinds of distorted mirrors and um, experiencing what it was like to be separated within within ourselves, our masculine or feminine element separate. You're you're saying, I'm hearing you say that we chose to experience this. Can you touch a little bit more on that? And also just the reflection that, just to be clear, the divine masculine and divine feminine resides as two parts of each of us, and we even we have our left hemisphere and our right hemisphere, which sort of also mirror mirror that. And I guess it's the corpus callosum that brings them all together. And when we start having connection between the left and right side of our brain, then we operate as a fuller, whole being. So in terms of the divine masculine and divine feminine, we're also talking about these two aspects within each person. Um, so can yes, you touch exactly. on how, how how that shows up in men and women today and also why we would have, as you're suggesting, chosen such an experience as this? Well, there's probably many conjectures to why we would have chosen it. Um, my sense is that we were just curious and there was a suggestion that there might be something more if we ventured outside of the sphere of one. So from what I see now, it looks like we created the whole game not knowing what it was going to look like out of our curiosity to experience something different, something more. But it's taken us down a a deep rabbit hole. (laughs) Deep rabbit hole. And when you talk about we, we, just to clarify, talking about we is the the we of our souls that have had many many existences and that are eternal. Yes, that's correct. The we is the many souls that we are. Each of us go back directly to the very beginning of all that is. It's purely one. In the order to, to experience more of self, there was a time when it was still one but separated into many branches many rays, shall we say. Uh, There are still worlds that exist inside of one. The humans and the beings that are there that are embodied are still experiencing one. They've never been in separation. Some of those who are here today on this planet have had lives there. So it was the the whole of one that was looking for, okay, what would it be like if we actually forgot that we were one? Mm-hmm. Which brings us to, this, to, to the fact that there were, there were others who were enlisted and enrolled in serving as ones that would make the illusion seem so real that we would know we were always one. And they're the ones who are still trying to keep separation present. They're so not our I enemies. Call this They're our wayward siblings are <laughs> the ones who are yeah. perpetuating the illusion right. of separation. And yes. so, yeah, those people who feel like enemies or feel like dark side or things like that is what you're suggesting. Yeah. 
they're not dark I, side. They're, they're another person. Go ahead, Sean. If I may, I have another term for them. We can see them as our brothers and sisters, and I also like to refer to, refer to them as subcontractors in this game that we set up to play. We engage them to help us hold the illusion and keep putting in all that documentation to support the illusion, the, support the, the lie of separation. So. Now, this gets into something very interesting because in order to believe that, A, we're talking on a very universal level as we're looking at this, and it's a very mystical, esoteric, inner, symbolic, metaphorical level also. And the other thing that would have to happen in order to sort of buy this is, A, that we're eternal beings, B, that we would have the capacity to set such a game in motion from that level, and C, that, you know, that somehow we'd have to be taking 100% responsibility for ourselves, if that were the case, mm-hmm. because that would mean that everything that's happening to us here in the illusion was set up by ourselves originally. And so when you're talking about ho'oponopono and other esoteric techniques, um, you know, claiming 100% responsibility for one's own life is part of what goes along with it, but it's very confusing for people sometimes because the experiences that we've that we've been experiencing down here have been extremely challenging and no one in their right mind would literally, hey, I'm choosing to, you know, undergo this torture or this illness or, you know, things like that. Can you can you all touch on that a little bit? Perhaps maybe Dr. Dream wants to yes. make a comment. Yeah. Go ahead, Dr. Dream, if I'll let you get the lead on this. <laughs> I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, actually, I'm going to let you go ahead and go with this, Jeremiah, um, and then I'll chime in uh, afterwards. Okay, that's fine. So, yes, I've been knowing for probably a good 15 years uh, when I was originally uh, studying to be a healer that the only true access I had for bringing another into healing was to loving them right where they were, embracing them exactly where they were as whole and complete as I already know them to be. That gave them the room to expand to loving themselves to experience themselves as whole. Healing takes place in that space when you as an individual has the permission and self to be whole. Expanding it on, it's really the same way about Ho'opono and what we're talking about is to move into true operation in the fifth and beyond dimensions it's about becoming absolutely 100% responsible and accountable for self, for everything we experience. And I've actually looked with some people who have a disease, why do they have it, and their soul has chosen it for some reason. I cannot always get an explanation, and there are people that the soul has refused my assistance. So I have to walk away. So I, we can only assist those who have an actual soul agreement to become whole again or have a higher self agreement to actually participate in New Earth. Now, that is, again, people may not know what you mean when you say that. Could you please explain? 
Yeah, there there are levels and layers of choice about becoming connected with your higher self. Our soul is an aspect of us that is an, an etheric aspect that is most closely related to our conscious participation embodied. Our I am self or higher self is that aspect of us that is is always in connection with the one, the all that is. It's the one that brought down the divine plan that was chosen for this embodiment by each of us. Our soul doesn't necessarily, in the way of walking around on the planet, have full alignment with their own divine plan. So part of what we're assisting people is is bringing their soul into alignment with their higher self's plan if that's something the soul is willing to do. So there are and so this is kind of like a plan that is sort of like a way out or like the way through or the end game program. It's like, okay, I've had enough of the separated experience. Game over. <laughs> well, there are actually souls that are leaving now who are choosing to for the body to die because they've had enough. They don't want to play the 3D game. There are other souls that are saying, I want to be part of making Earth a complete sphere of one where we're each embodied, but we're also totally connected on all levels. The one and the many, where our consciousness reemerges in oneness, which that's what time it is on the planet in general with the ending of the Mayan calendar. The last phase of the Mayan yes. calendar has to do with returning to oneness in our consciousness. So that would basically mean that we become aware of ourselves and the individual gifts we have, yet we're also in a container of unity with all the other members of our species and the planet and the plants and the animals and the whole of life so that we're operating holistically and from a psychic level, really, and from an open-hearted knowing that every other part of the planet is a part of ourselves. Yes, now, one of the things that, that I found in the work that I do is that when people are ready for what it is I have to offer, um, they they beautifully show up, whether they're quite connected with that or not. Um, so would it be safe to say, Jeremiah and Chandra, that anyone that's listening to this now that has found their way to this live broadcast or or to the uh, subsequent recording of this, that they're ready to move forward in in identifying how this works for them? Chandra? Well, what I wanted to say a few moments ago, and it, it plays in here, is that it took us a long time to get as deep into the separation energetics because my sense is that we chose the game and then at many successive levels we chose to go deeper, that there was something more we were looking for or suggested there might be, so we went looking for. And so we've dug ourselves in deeper and deeper on many different levels. And it's not all going to disappear all at once. It has to be gently... Um, dissolved layer after layer after layer. And as people dissolve enough layers to see the next layer that maybe we're ready to help them with, that's the point at which they will be drawn to people like us to um, 
expedite the process and kind of pop back up uh, in a more, more rapid fashion. Um, but there are many levels and layers, and each layer was consciously chosen on some level to engage with, maybe not all the details of how it um, eventually manifested, but setting that particular layer into motion was a choice. So there is the conscious choice to let that layer come into view and bring it to consciousness, um, bring it to completion, recognize pieces in it, acknowledge one's own responsibility in it, and then move on to the next. And this is what, when we have events, like the things that you're doing, the galactivations or the, the group events that Jeremiah and I do, when people come to these, they've already dissolved quite a few layers or they wouldn't be ready to go faster. And when we bring them into these events where the light is really bright, it's like a whole lot more dissolved, and then there's more layers ready to be seen, engaged, use your whole or whatever methods that you're used to using and move yourself forward. But it is a process. It does not happen in one night or one day. It's a process. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And um, so let's revisit the concept of the divine masculine and the divine feminine again, if we can go a little deeper down that wormhole. Um, what does that mean in terms of how how that shows up in a male body and a female body. Like, what is the distinction, like, when you're a man or a woman? Does it tend to have a different um, effect on you as a person in your life, the fact that we've created a separation between these two parts of ourselves? Well, if if I may, I'd like to finish uh, answering Dr. Dream's question, yes. If you're listening to the to this, then you're what I call your high, I am self, brought you here. Whether your soul is in agreement now is a different question. But you're here because something brought you here from a divine schedule. I, we do not believe there's any such thing as uh, happenstance. If you're here, something brought you here. So, yes, there is such a thing that we talk about alignment, and there will be an alignment uh, meditation later in the call. With respect to the, the feminine and the masculine from the body, I'm going to ask Chandra to talk about the different masculine aspects of the high I am and the feminine aspects of the deep feminine. Okay. Um, well, there's divine masculine and wounded masculine, and divine feminine, and wounded feminine. They each have characterizations, and the divine form is the form that is eternal, and we actually never left it. Um, we just forgot that we had it. The wounded form is like a suit of clothing that we took on as we came into separation energetics and thought that this is what we were. So, um, and I would say that for the most part, the wounded masculine elements tend to show up stronger in masculine embodiments and wounded feminine elements tend to show up stronger in feminine embodiments. But it's not absolute and we all carry all of them. We all we all have all of them. Um, so, let's see. The divine masculine, this is awakeness, awareness, consciousness, uh, alignment, active, um, activation, 
vision, if you think of the upper chakras, um, you know, throat and third eye and crown, the elements that you might associate more with those is vision and clarity and spiritual purpose and um, divine truth, um, these kinds of things, empowerment, uh, courage, um, validation, authority. Now, these are all things that we associate with the the man and the family, so to speak. Um, When the masculine falls into its wounded form, that's where he gets angry, he gets self-centered, he's critical of others, he has to prove his superiority, so he's better at everything than anybody, um, and he has to control everything, manipulate everything from the head. He's made the decision, the wounded masculine has made the decision that he doesn't need the heart, so he closes it out and does everything from the head and disregards the feminine left, right, and center. And you can see this in every single person that uses Western medicine because Western medicine, for the most part, says to the body, which is the feminine element, sit down and shut up and let me get back to my work with my head. You know, here, take a pill, um, whatever, or or have an operation. We'll just get rid of this problem. The body is a problem to me. I want to get back to my head work. This is something we, as as a culture, as a, a global culture, have, for the most part, embraced and allowed to be. And as we move more into the integration of the feminine with the masculine, we'll take better care of the bodies. We'll be more engaged with our bodies. We'll be paying more attention to her, what she says. And when you are using your raw diet, like you've been doing, Laura, um, you are paying more attention to your body. So you have been <laughs> embracing your, your feminine element there. So I acknowledge you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, yes, I'm doing um, my best. Some of us who are you know, <laughs> on the raw path, it's like being 100% raw is an ideal, and I have been there, and I haven't been there lately, but it feels like there's deeper layers of, of that to go into also, just being yeah, well, in harmony. Well, let me get to the feminine here and just give you some of the elements there. In the, mm-hmm. the divine feminine form, the characteristics are the nurturing love of the mother, um, the passion of the goddess, the beauty, the colors, the music, the grace, um, all that makes things beautiful. He has the ideas, the concepts, the pure seeds. She brings what brings them to life and causes them to grow into beautiful big plants with gorgeous flowers and, and heavy with fruits that is an abundance of prosperity that can be shared by all. This is what the goddess brings and the goddess, the, the, the feminine presence within us. Now, when the, the divine feminine has fallen into her wounded uh, version, the suit of clothes, um, the first thing that happened was her power, the seat of her power, which is her original divine innocence to create from a pure place, was popped out. Her original divine innocence was pushed out, and what was put in was unworthiness. So the, the beginning point of the, the wounded feminine's journey in that suit of ragged clothes is how unworthy she is, and that goes into all of the self-hatred, self-criticism. Her criticism is directed at herself rather than others. Um, um, let's see, what else? Um, well, that just, I mean, I feel like <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty common, the, the base, basic feeling of unworthiness is kind of what 
is at the core of a lot of all of our issues, mental and emotional. Yes, I feel. Yes, yes. Um, everyone, everyone who, who's been in embodiment has had an issue on some level of unworthiness, which is the feminine wound. Yes, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, in all the years of healing work that I've done, it feels like we, you know, keep, you know, uncovering layers of this just general feeling of, of like, did I do something wrong? Why, you know, why am I here? You know, all these things that we, you know, get reflected when we're growing up as little kids, if our, you know, in the way that our culture is and the way that our parents might have been to us. And so I think it leaves people with a sense of confusion for the most part. And what you're suggesting here is that this is an original core wound that goes all the way back to the beginning of of the experience of separation that we're in, which is eons and eons ago, um, not just in this embodiment. So understanding that might help clear up any confusion about why people have that lingering feeling and that it keeps cropping up. Yes. Um, When I... I've been working on that unworthiness piece for most of my life, and at one point several years ago, I found that I still had like billions and billions of these pieces of energy forms that were around unworthiness. And I'm going, how can all these things still be here? Well, I spent a lot of lifetime generating them, and I had not dissolved them yet. And the whole thing with karma is just whatever miscreations we had generated, they have to keep coming back in our face until we recognize them as our own creation and transmute the energy and use it into something else. Because we are so beings of energy. It's all just like points of light and we re, realign the, the points of light into a different picture. But until we so, recognize that the picture was made by us, we don't have any power to change it. That's why it's important to bring in the I am, your divine masculine presence, so you can see it and have discernment about it and then be empowered to make the changes in the pictures. And, and so you guys um, have are immersed in this languaging, and I'm just wanting to bring out little bits that others might not be totally familiar Please. with. So you were just mentioning Certainly. about karma. Karma, and can you go back and go... Explain what that phrase means a little bit, Chandra, please, in well, this context. Well, people talk about good karma and bad karma. And I, when I began to work with the whole question of miscreations, how we've been creating for eons, we just weren't doing it consciously, that when we miscreated, when we made creations out of lower vibrational energies like fear, mm-hmm. anger, jealousy, unworthiness, etc., when we set those things in motion and sent them out, they just kept going and going, getting bigger and bigger, and eventually they'd come around and meet us again. And if we recognize them as our own, that, that would empower us to take in the energy, transmute it, and make a new form. If we don't recognize it as our own creation coming back to meet us, um, then there's the whole avoidance and denial thing. That's not mine. That's so-and-so doing something against me. You know, he, he or she is... Uh, evil and bad and you know it's their fault well as long as you're in that place you're not owning whatever the creation was that was coming Mm -hmm. back the energies that were coming back to meet you so if we're able to embrace everything that meets us as our own creation that empowers us to say oh i see what i created there i'm now embracing that with all of my love and all of my uh light and i'm turning these energies into a new form that serves me, serves a higher purpose in my life now. So be it. So it is. Anchor, lock, and seal I am. 
know, this is an empowered place to work from rather than blaming, um, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. Right. And so, again, what we're talking about is um, remembering that we have an I am presence and that we are we can be in the seat of our own power of our own life. And when we talk about creations, let's just mention that as beings of God, as beings of the one, whatever language you feel comfortable calling that, as beings of love, in our wholeness and from our wholeness as aspects or extensions of the creator, the creative life force and the creative life principle, we've been given the attributes of the creator, which are speech, action, feeling and thought and through these things you know it might something might start as a small thought and then that thinking that thought leads to feelings which is the vibrational force of creation which moves us into action and then these things if you know whether guided by our high self or misguided through previous acts of of separation they're going to bear fruit of their own kind and so this is how creation's as you're calling them, compound and build upon one another until we're <laughs> until it's really complicated to figure out what source of it was. All we know that's happening is that these patterns are repeating in our life, such as maybe disharmony in personal relations or issues with the opposite sex or you know whatever it is or money issues. These things keep happening in our life, and we're frustrated. We don't know why, and we try to get ourselves out of it, but it feels hard. But the reason it's hard, is, as you were saying before, is because it's been many, many eons that we've been compounding these patterns, and the solution is to start to melt them away by coming back into our oneness and our wholeness and sitting in that divine I am presence and letting that energy restore and us back to the, the, the oneness of our true nature. Yay. Yes. Um, <laughs> yay. <laughs> yes. It it is about the I am. The I am as we know it essentially is part of the upper chakra system which is essentially our masculine system. There is also for most people a dormant deep feminine chakra system. It's when we move into the fifth dimension, into multidimensionality, and activate our high chakra system, our masculine chakra system, and actually begin to embody in our body our I am self, or as some people say, our higher self, and be in constant communications with all of those chakras. We are creating an energetic support that allows our deep feminine chakra systems to begin to open up. There is very distinctly an energetic uh, cup or sphere that gets created by the I am when we really embody her, him, it, uh, that will hold the feminine such that she can reawaken. The energy of the masculine can go down and kiss the princess awake. <laughs> so this is like the Sleeping Beauty story then. The meta- Do you believe that exactly. the Sleeping Beauty story is a metaphor for for what's happening with our own inner divine masculine and feminine? Yes, yes. very much so. Yeah, I could do a whole show just on Sleeping Beauty. 
I don't know if we have time for that right now. <laughs> well, maybe share just a little bit of the metaphor so we brought it in so people can see it clear in this context. Okay. Go ahead, Chandra. Well, um, we've been talking about how in separation the feminine was pushed into a subordinate position. Part of what happened was her chakra system, her power was removed and her chakra system was pushed into a dormant state. And that's part of the picture that we're seeing in Sleeping Beauty. And um, when it's time for her to wake up, she's going to sleep a very long time. A hundred years is a metaphor for a very long time. When, when it's time for her to wake up, when a hundred years is over, the prince coming on his horse, this young masculine who is of royal lineage comes and he finds her and everything, the, the rose bushes spring open and let him pass because it's time. He finds her, he kisses her, he wakes her up, he lifts her and she stands beside him, and they become a sacred union couple. And this is a, a picture of what's happened with our masculine and our feminine. And um, the feminine, it's time for the divine feminine. She was 15 years old. She was on the, on the, the edge, you know, at the, um, on the threshold of her womanhood when she went to sleep. So she's ready to wake up and be a full goddess, you know, stand with her sacred union partner mate. But he has to wake up enough that he can ride in there and find her. So we've got to wake up our divine masculine and go in and find our sleeping beauty. Go deep. So the, find the deep. knight in shining armor, we all have one inside of ourselves, in other words, is what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. <laughs> our, our divine masculine is the knight in shining armor. And years ago when I was just starting with work with the higher chakras, I found Psalm number 24, which talks about... Um, Oh, lift up your heads, O oh, ye gates, lift up your heads, O oh, ye ancient doors, lift up your heads, that the king of glory may come in, the Lord strong and mighty, mighty in battle. Um, and that's words of King David, and I realized, oh, my God, he's talking about the higher chakras. They've been waiting to be opened, these ancient doors waiting to be opened, and the Lord strong and mighty is the I am presence. Uh-huh. <laughs> right there. Interesting, that's yeah. Handel's Messiah, he picked it up. That's where I heard it, you know, when I was singing in Handel's Messiah. So. <laughs> well, the key and the trick, I think, is that each of us have this this knight in shining armor, and we also have this divine princess awakening as a goddess. And to not be afraid of the fact that each of us has a masculine and feminine side of us. And in fact, when we project it out onto another person, um, I would say that's probably the tendency that we've been looking for our knight in shining armor and our our divine princess outside of ourselves. And, of course, we've been looking for it in people who are a match to our own level of evolution, um, therefore leading to trouble in love land, shall we say. <laughs> well, yes. Well, and go ahead, Jeremiah. You're so right on with that, Laura. It, it is, it's become very clear to us that we just attract to us the most... Uh, perfect reflection of our inner complement and when we come into harmony within ourselves so that our inner masculine our inner feminine are really in partnership with each other really own the full power of the divine masculine and divine feminine it takes that before someone that truly can be a sacred union partner that can fulfill on it in my own case, I had gone through a year with a twin flame 
And we parted ways, and I went through my own thing of coming to terms with myself. Totally. I will never, ever have another relationship. And when I finally got clear within my own feminine within, Chandra shows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can only draw to us what the picture of what's in the mirror. You know, what we're holding inside, we can only um, draw to us in the outside. And on my side of when I could meet Jeremiah, even though we already knew who each other was, um, I had to go through a huge process of my own coming to that place of uh, reworking my image of the masculine, my, my inner masculine, um, to be being the way I was choosing it for it to be and how my masculine would treat me and so forth. And I was so full with that completeness, that wholeness that I had created within myself, I was in the same place of, oh, gee, when I feel like this inside, who needs a man? And uh, within two weeks, <laughs> Jeremiah was knocking on my door. Right. So, and that's what they all say, love ourselves first, right, Dr. Dream? <laughs> right, exactly. I do want to ask a question. When <clears throat> I'm feeling that uh, some people that are, are really new to this, that are listening to this, um, that hear um, how the wounded masculine shows up, how the wounded feminine shows up, um, and and that that becomes of all of this when you're new uh, to this to this information and this language that becomes maybe the easiest to relate to, and you can say, well, wow, yeah, that's I'm I'm experiencing that, or I see that in myself. What then is the next step for someone in that place where? where, you know, aspects of what what you've spoken about uh, today really resonate um, in, the, in the patterns or, or in the ways that their lives are showing up, and, and, and they realize this isn't the way I want to be. So I'm hearing this all for a reason at this point. Where do they go from there? Well, well my what? response would be to that would be more awakeness and awareness, opening higher into their higher self access so that they have more of the discernment from the true divine masculine who can see the patterns and call them to completion and is also the one who is empowered to begin to wake up the divine feminine and call her forward as his sacred partner mate. Well, see, that is part of what brings people into the place of it is making a commitment to really own everything they experience and then seek to open up to their own I am self or their own higher self. That is part of the work we do. Uh, it's available on uh, on the recordings that we, we discussed with you earlier, uh, Laura, and and it's something we do once a month. We provide uh, higher self-opening. For those who are, would like to go further with it, they can go to our website, which is www.centeroflight.com, and explore that. So there are we have things in place that will assist them into exploring for themselves. Thank you for the question, uh, Dr. Dream. And the... the um the calls that you're mentioning, Chandra, in terms of um, 
that being a masculine energy of calling. Again, if we can call things into existence and call things to completion, that must mean we're sovereign in our own being and that our own inner true self has the power to do that. Yes. And, and that's part of what we're reawakening what we're going to do a call for with with everyone here online uh, is a masculine element that moves you forward into that aligning with your divine purpose, which will then open up all kinds of things before you. Beautiful. Yes. And Dr. Jean, did you have any more questions about this phase of our the conversation or comments? No, I... Um you know, having immersed myself in in this in this process, um, it and having you know no idea about aspects of this prior to you know a couple of months back, it has been a, a really beautiful process to be in. Um, you know, in in my own experience, having thought that I had cleared out so much and and uh, opened up to so much, and then what it really prepared me for was all the additional layers that were now available to me. So, uh, <laughs> no, it, it's great. And that, that's why my line of questioning today has really been to, uh, you know, bring it, bring it to that level of, okay, some of this is making sense, some of it absolutely isn't, but... But where does it where does it lead and, and and how do we how do we take it the next step? So I I appreciate um, all of that input for everyone today. Mhm. Awesome. And so Jeremiah and Chandra, do you want to wrap up any thoughts that we've had so far before we move into the meditation? I we're just looking at the clock. I think it would be good if we move uh, rapidly into the the meditation. Okay, I do. Well, let's, let's do that yeah. then. I'll let you guys take the reins on that. So I would ask that if you're listening to this and you're driving, you either pull over and stop to listen or wait to listen to it um, when you are stopped somewhere. So we're turning our attention to looking at aligning ourselves with the new energies that are coming in around the shift for humanity and earth. This is we're going to be talking about calling all aspects of ourselves into alignment so that we can experience fulfillment of our part in the divine plan. Alignment is part of our higher masculine makeup. We use this to create an energetic structure to work inside of. And as that energetic structure completes in internal alignment, we empower ourselves to become an effective, conscious co-creator part of the whole of all that is. Okay. So now, I'd like you each, each one listening, to make your own individual pillar of light. See yourself, feel yourself standing in a pillar of white light about four feet in diameter that goes all the way up to the highest heavens and all the way deep to the core center of the planet. See the star way up at the top of the pillar, and at the foot of the pillar, feel Mother Earth, how the pillar is resting deep in Mother Earth. 
Good. So now in this pillar of light, feel your own heart begin to expand as you connect with her heart, with the heart of Mother Earth. Feel your love and her love intermingling and merging. And in this place, reach up to the highest point that your consciousness can access. Call upon the light of that star, the star that's way, way up at the top, and draw that light down to amplify your own pillar of light. Beautiful. Keep feeling high. Keep feeling deep. Keep feeling your heart as you breathe in the circle of all life. So in this space, repeat after us the following calls. We will speak them through once and then in parts for you to repeat out loud wherever you are. I call forward my own unique divine purpose to come present within me. I am that I am, calling my entire being, including my soul and every level of my being, into alignment with my I am self, divine path and purpose. I am calling my entire being into complete and perfect alignment with my divine plan and purpose now. So be it, so it is, anchor, lock, and seal, I am. I call forward my own unique divine purpose to come present within me. I am that I am. Calling my entire being, including my soul, and every level of my being, into alignment with my I am self's divine plan and purpose. I am calling my entire being into complete and perfect alignment with my divine path and purpose now. So be it, so it is. Anchor, lock, and seal, I am. Okay. Now we're going to move into a simplified version of the call, which each time we go through it, make it deeper within yourself. Feel it in every part and particle of your being. As you hear it, feel it in your being. I am calling my entire being into alignment with my divine path and purpose. So be it, so it is. Anchor, lock, and seal, I am. I am calling my entire being into alignment with my divine path and purpose. So be it, so it is. Anchor, lock, and seal. I am. Okay. 
Again, if you're in a place where you can stand, stand with your feet firmly planted on the ground as you feel yourself between heaven and earth. I am calling my entire being into alignment with my divine path and purpose now. So be it. So it is. Anchor, lock, and seal. I am. Let yourself feel the energy shift as we're making this call, as you're participating in this call. You will likely feel something click as you feel yourself come into alignment. I am calling my entire being into alignment with my divine path and purpose. So be it, so it is, anchor, lock, and seal, I am. I am calling my entire being into alignment with my divine path and purpose now. So be it, so it is, anchor, lock, and seal, I am. Once more. Go ahead, love. I am calling my entire being into alignment with my divine path and purpose. So be it, so it is. Anchor, lock, and seal. I am. Just listen to those words. You can repeat those several times throughout the day for yourself to bring yourself into alignment. Feel the earth under your feet and the energy now filling you and your pillar. Now let's connect that energy with the planet with the following call. I am that I am, calling my entire being into alignment with the divine path and purpose of Mother Earth. I call my entire being into alignment with New Earth, New Cosmos, Divine Plan, as it is shifting now. So be it, so it is, anchor, lock, and seal, I am. So just feel that call in your body. These are calls that you can make for yourself every day and practice holding a higher alignment. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy your new alignment, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. That feels uh, beautiful. How are, how do you feel feeling that energy of alignment, Dr. Dream? Um, I'm loving this right now, and even in a parking lot in Los Angeles, just this energy is amazing. <laughs> and so this power that we have access to, this power of our own conscious intention through the activation of the divine masculine and the calls is really quite something to explore and to to realize as we move forward in becoming conscious co-creators on the planet. And so Jeremiah and Chandra, uh, thank you so much for assisting us with that today. And I want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you. Can you please share your website? Then also Dr. Dream, you can get in touch with him at drdream.com. And Chandra and Jeremiah, please share the ways that people can get in touch with you. Uh, the, my website, the primary website that we're using right now is www.centeroflight.com. Center of Light is one word. And Chandra, you can give yours, please. And my website is www.iamoneness.us. And um, 
we also have a, a fan page on Facebook called New Earth Center of Light. So you can find us on Facebook, New Earth Center of Light. Awesome. Well, I really really celebrate this work and um, really appreciate you all being here today. Thank you so much. And thank you, Dr. Dream. Did you want to close with any comments? Uh, Just in absolute gratitude for what you do, Laura. Thank you so much. And Jeremiah and Chandra, you know how I feel about you and, and what you're doing for all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So this show is a keeper. It's one that you might want to listen to more than one time. Feel free to go online and download the show so that you can listen to those meditations again and again and, you know, start playing with these concepts, which are quite esoteric and, and you know, have fun with it. And, you know, here's to our journey of awakening together. Here's to the culmination of the game of separation and the restoration of our, our oneness. Aho! So be it. So it is. <laughs> so be it. Take a look and see who I am. <laughs> there you go, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a beautiful day, everyone. This is Laura Fox signing off for Visionary Culture Radio. Check us out on the web at visionaryculture.com. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs>